Hello, everybody. Josh Brown here, back for another great episode on Franchise Euphoria. Well, today's episode is brought to you by IndieFranchiseLaw.com, a leading resource in the franchise space to help you if you're considering buying a franchise, turning your business into a franchise, or growing your business through a licensing or franchise structure. So go on, check it out, IndieFranchiseLaw.com. I think you'll find a lot of valuable and free information as you continue to kind of weigh franchising and licensing and the growth of your business. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Today on Franchise Euphoria, I'm spending some time with Hector Westerband. He's the founder and creator of Acai Express, which was started in Puerto Rico and creates an experience for people to unplug from the noise and stress of day-to-day life using their premium organic 100% grade A acai as the centerpiece. Their guests can practice an active and healthful eating lifestyle without giving up flavor. They're always eager to refresh and feed their mind, body, and soul with their array of delicious acai. Acai Express Super Food Bowls. This was a great interview with with Hector. Here's a guy who had an idea, had a concept, and didn't waste much time getting going with it. And you'll see from the interview that we're literally from thinking of the idea to going into full franchise mode was about a year and a half and started with a with a food truck concept and then it has now expanded into brick and mortar. So without further ado, hope you enjoy this interview with Hector Westerband. Hello, Hector. Welcome to Franchise Euphoria. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. So you are the founder of Acai Express. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So tell us about that. Well, Acai Express, we founded it um, about five and a half years ago. We're based out of San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, We specialize, it's a lifestyle brand. Uh, We specialize in acai bowls, smoothies, natural juices, pitaya bowls. We started in 2013 out of a food truck. And we've uh, grown since then. We have actually 15 locations now here in Puerto Rico, food trucks and food trailers. And we recently started to expand uh, through brick and mortar model in the U.S. as well. So how'd you come up with, so you're from Puerto Rico, right? Yes, sir. So how'd you come up with the idea, the concept, the thought that, you know, hey, I'm going to go create one of these uh, acai businesses. Had Had you seen anything? Was there anything like that in Puerto Rico? Well, they were just starting. One of my friends, he was, he's Brazilian. The acai fruit comes from Brazil. And uh, I'm an active guy. I like to, I mean, I practice Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I surf from outside. So I went to this uh, surfing competition. He had a little kiosk there. At that time, the Acai, um, there was this multi-level marketing company called Mona V. So I heard, I've, I've heard about like this superfood with high antioxidants through that Mona V thing. And uh, tried the Acai bowl for the first time at this kite surfing contest and was really amazed at, you know, how something so flavorful, you know, is actually good for you. I've always been into the restaurant industry and, you know, thought, wow, this would be a great idea for a small little startup business for a guy like myself that's, you know, into health and, and, and that kind of lifestyle. And that's kind of how I got introduced into it. So you said you started off as a food truck. Did you have one truck that you were just taking all around or did you, did you start off with multiple trucks? No, I started with one truck here in, here in Puerto Rico. It's a little different. The laws here, they don't allow you to like drive around like in the States where you could say, okay, from one to two, I'm going to be at this park and from two to five, I'm going to be here. So, so I, I was able to put my truck in an actual location and I just started with one location and, and we kind of, you know, knocked it out of the park, I guess, in that one location when we started and, uh, you know, kind of grew from there. 
So when you got started, break it down a little bit for the audience. You know, there's people out there who are listening who maybe have a dream, have a thought about a business they want to start. How did you go or what did it take for you to go from the idea stage to the implementation stage? I had a little bit of money saved up. Like I told you, I was I was into the restaurant industry. I'd worked in restaurants prior, uh, you know, front of the house, back of the house, uh, you know, growing up in, in high school and college and things like that. Always kind of wanted to own my own business. Um, in my case, I was lucky. I had a really good friend who was a development agent on the island for Subway, and he, was, he took me on as his mentor, so I had someone that I could call and kind of get advice from. I just thought, you know, I saw this, this product that I, that I knew went well with my lifestyle. I saw a demand for it. I saw how it was slowly but surely becoming very popular in Puerto Rico. And, I, you know, I've, I, at that time, like, food trucks were starting to become, you know, popular. They had, like, that food truck show on on Food Network or whatever. And, you know, I, I just said, let's do it. I, you know, I did some research on it. I saw some places in California that were doing acai bowls. There was a small little place that was starting by my house and, you know, they were doing very well. So I would go there and talk to the owner and kind of get an idea. And I just kind of went from there. I went, you know, went to the supermarket, bought a bunch of ingredients and kind of came up with my menu. And I had like a taste off in my house where I invited a bunch of my friends and, and I tell them like, time me, I'd make the bowls and, you know, I'd get their feedback on it. And, you know, a lot of the learning was, was by actually doing it and, you know, going through the process of trial and error, you know? Well, and so for people who aren't familiar with the concept, tell me a little bit about the concept. Tell me about these bowls that you're preparing, what goes into them, sort of the breadth of the menu. Yeah, so uh, acai is is a berry from Brazil, like I mentioned earlier. It's it's one of the you know richest antioxidants or the most powerful antioxidants in the world. They've been eating this fruit in Brazil for years. You know, it's very healthy. Has a lot of. Uh, health benefits. So the berry, once it's processed, you know, you, you could turn it into like a frozen smoothie packet or a sorbet, ice cream sorbet style product. And then with that, you can turn it into like a smoothie. And uh, what, what we did was we, we did like a smoothie bowl where we'd use the acai base as, as kind of like the main ingredient. And then on top of that, we put uh, fresh granola and fresh fruit like bananas and strawberries and coconut flakes and hemp seeds and things like peanut butter. So we just had different variations of the bowls. Um, there, you know, you could eat them as a meal replacement. You could add protein powder and, and, and really get that, you know, nutrition in there and, and, and get a balanced diet through it. It's very refreshing here in Puerto Rico. It's very hot all year. So, you know, it went really well with the, with the climate. So that's kind of like the specialty of our menu. Since we work with all other fruits, we, we also do, you know, a different variety of smoothies. Pataya is another superfood. It's known as dragon fruit. It's the fruit of the cactus. So we make bowls with that. Uh, and then, you know, naturally squeeze juices. But our main product is the acai bowls, and, and we're a little different. You know, we went to Brazil twice. I did to learn about the harvest process and how they, you know, to learn more about this fruit. And it was there that I learned that acai itself is kind of like coffee. There's different grades or different qualities to it. So I was able to acquire a, a relationship with a factory out there, to, and we actually get produced our own grade A, which is the highest quality acai available with our own branded proprietary blend. So that's something that uh, kind of differentiates us from other, you know, acai shops out there. So you set this thing up, you've got your food truck. I mean, how did you, how did you get the word out to people? Was this just through word of mouth and people trying it and enjoying it and then, and then coming back for more? Yeah. In my case, you know, Puerto Rico is small. It's only like a hundred miles by 35 miles wide. And then I live in the capital, which is San Juan, uh, which is also very small. So this is condensed population, a uh, condensed area with a lot of people. 
is social media, of course. Uh, you know, in the beginning, just a bunch of my friends came to support me. And, um, and then, you know, we just the majority of our customers are like females, high school, college uh, females, young females, millennial crowd. And, you know, within that target, they, they communicate with each other, you know, a lot through social media. So it just kind of, you know, blew up from there. People just kind of started talking about it. Well, and so, and you had mentioned that obviously you started with the food truck concept and then you've now expanded to more of a brick and mortar. Do you have, or how many brick and mortar locations do you have set up now? So we just have two. We, we opened one in Florida and Cocoa Beach about three years ago. And that was kind of our first prototype to try to, you know, enter the U.S. market. And then, we, you know, recently we actually just opened one in New Jersey in Rockaway Township about actually four weeks ago. So we're, we're in our first month there with a brand new uh, prototype, new branding and everything. Is this a franchisee, two franchisees that open? Yeah, those are franchisees, yep. Okay, so talk about that. I mean, you know, going from just starting a business to then turning a business into a franchise, what was that process like for you? Well, in my case, you know, I franchised first here in Puerto Rico. Um, you know, I, I got some information um, about, you know, how franchises work through a franchise consultant. I was approached by a franchise consultant because, you know, the location that I had opened and, and that I told you about, it, it, it was like, you know, there was lines out the door. So obviously there was a lot of attraction, a lot of media, new, you know, newspapers, uh, local uh, press that brought some, you know, people interested in it. And then in my case, as I mentioned, you know, my mentor, he had a subway franchisees at, you know, had kids that were looking to invest in something that was not necessarily as uh, costly as a subway and, you know, it's kind of a simpler operation. So that's how I started with uh, franchising here in Puerto Rico. Did you put your manual together? Did you have somebody else come in and help you with your ops manual so that when you were offering it, you know, you had basically your protocols and your systems in place so that somebody could come in and run it the way that, that you would expect it to be run? Yeah. And in the beginning, I, you know, I did my best on creating, you know, a manual that I thought, you know, was uh, efficient to my business. And, you know, through time, uh, I was able to, you know, acquire outside help. I actually used a franchising consulting firm, the largest in the nation called iFranchise Group. And they uh, came up with the operations manual and the strategic planning. Um, with that, you know, I, I was able to hire an attorney. The, the franchise community in the states, even though it's 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 pretty small, you know, it, you kind of see the same players, and and th there's help out there. So I just kind of reached out and and uh, just re reinvested my you know my my earnings into you know ex expanding the, the franchise part of it. Well, and so and you you said you, you found somebody in Florida, you found somebody in New Jersey. Did they find you or did you find them? How did you meet those folks who became franchisees? Well, the, the first franchisee was a family member. My cousin, you know, saw what I was doing and wow, this looks great. The second person came in through our website. So part of the, the franchise growth that we're, we're uh, our, our challenge now is, you know, generating leads and, and getting traction and, 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 and marketing the, the concept. So the, the second one, the New Jersey lead came in through our, our website. And so are they are they up and running? Yes, they are. Yep. How how are things going? Well, we opened in uh, in January in New Jersey, so it's cold, right? <laughs> so it's not uh, you know, but we we knew that you know we we found a really good location and and uh, you know it's time sensitive that we we executed that lease before that location is gone. So we're very hopeful that in the summertime we're we're going to do very well. But you know it's very promising the number that we're seeing now in the cold winter. So we're very excited to see what we're going to be able to do in the summer. Well, so, you know, you, you got into franchising pretty quickly, right? I mean, after you had started your business, how, how much longer after you had opened up your, your first OCI Express in Puerto Rico uh, was it to when you actually decided to franchise? About a year and a half, two years. 
So that process is, is a, it's a big undertaking. Looking back on it now, is there anything you would have done differently or maybe something that you, that you wish you would have known back then that you know now regarding franchising? I mean, it's different, you know, uh, each, each, each experience, I guess, is individual. I don't know if you can put like, uh, you can't, there's industry standards, I guess, of, you know, how it works with, in my case, I, I knew that because I had something that was exploding, you know, that it was a matter of time that if I didn't do it, someone else was going to do it. Franchising is a, is a way for you to expand and, 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 and grow quickly. So it, it was just a matter of the timing for us. We just be very successful in the beginning. Other concepts, you know, they want to make sure that they're, they're 100%. We're, we're, you know, I've been growing and, and learning, you know, these, these last six years and, and you know, perfecting the systems. Um, but in, in my case, you know, I've, I'm, I've been able to surround myself with the right people and hire and bring on to my team the right people that have vast amount of experience in franchising. Um, in the beginning, it was like, you know, like anything else, trial and error, you're learning. But at the end of the day, if the franchisees are making money, right, you're going to have uh, people interested in, in, in doing that. So what's your thought or strategy or plan in terms of continuing to grow it? I mean, you had said, obviously, you know, the you, get, you got a family member who's a franchisee, you got somebody in New Jersey. Are you working with a third party company now to, to help with the lead generation? Or are you doing this uh, more organically? Or what's sort of the strategy that you're implementing to grow the franchise? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, we've tried a, numer- a different amount of strategies. This year, we're focused on, you know, bringing in leads through our website. So a lot of us, you know, marketing optimization, you know, digital marketing. We are using a third-party company. We, we, we bought on Franchise Growth Solutions, Gary Ocho Grosso. He's got, you know, over 30 years experience in franchising. So he's, he's in charge of my sales franchising uh, department. So we outsource that part through him. As far as bringing leads into the, you know, right now, most of our leads have come in organically as referral through current franchisees. The space itself is very popular. So, you know, you're seeing a lot of other similar concepts opening up. So you see people that are, you know, are seeing other concepts that are also doing well in, in this space and it brings traction to our space as well. So when you deal with that, I mean, that's a great point. Like, you know, you, you, you've got competition now, probably more so than you've had. What are some of the things that you're doing? to combat that? And what are some of the things that differentiate, you know, acai from some of the other competitors in that space? Well, in, in my, in my um, point of view, what we do, we have for a differentiation point is the quality. You know, our, our product is by far, you know, it's, it's grade A. No, no one else in the market is doing that. So that's one of the things that we're using to differentiate ourselves. Uh, also, a lot of these acai shops are opening. A lot of people see it as like a dessert. We're really focused on meal replacement and, and nutrition and more of a lifestyle-based brand. So, you know, our customers eat this as, you know, throughout the day for lunch, breakfast, dinner, or snack. Um, so we're focused on that, kind of educating the customer on letting them know, hey, this isn't a dessert. This is actually meal replacement or this is something you can have, you know, throughout the day if, you're, if you live a healthy lifestyle. So uh, a lot of the other concepts aren't really doing that. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, it's just we have a, you know, much a higher quality product and then people can tell once they taste it. But it's a challenge, absolutely. You know, competing, it's, you know, it's like any other, you got hundreds of burger concepts, you know, hundreds of smoothie concepts, hundreds of juice concepts. So, you know, everyone's got to do what they have to do, I guess, uh, to get market share. Well, you know, I've never had, I've never had acai express, but I have had acai at other places. And I got to be honest, I, I, I thought it was really good. Um, and, I, and I did think of it as a replacement for a meal. 
So um, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't, you know, when I first thought of it or I went to get it, I thought more of like in the realm of yogurt type. And and really what I had, I thought, man, this is this is delicious with all the different flavors and so forth. And, and I felt full after having an acai bowl, you know. And so I thought, wow, this is kind of cool. Uh, it was kind of unique. And so for for those who haven't who haven't tried it, I, I encourage you to go out and 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 at least try it and see see what you think. Absolutely. You know, Hector, thanks for coming on and just sharing a little bit about your concept. Love hearing about it and, and certainly wish you the best luck in the future. If somebody is interested in getting a hold of you, we'll have some information obviously in the in the show notes. But is there a particular preferred method that somebody can can reach out to you to learn more about the Acai Express uh, concept? Absolutely. They can go to our website, acaiexpress.com. If they're interested on in the franchise, they can go to acaiexpressfranchise.com. They'll have some, you know, uh, FAQs there and uh, general information about how we started and, you know, what we're doing. And there'll be an inquiry form there. They can fill that out and someone from our team can contact them and give them more information. Great. Thank you again. Thanks so much for coming on and, and best of luck to you. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Franchise Euphoria. If you enjoyed this episode or have enjoyed the podcast in general, I would really appreciate it if you could go to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. It really helps to get this podcast out to more and more people. So the easy way to do it is go to iTunes and in the search box, put in Franchise Euphoria. You will then see my cover art and you click on my smiling face that says Franchise Euphoria and then click on the link that says ratings and reviews. It's that simple, but boy, oh boy, does it mean the world to me when people leave ratings and reviews. And like I said, it really helps get the show out there. Once again, would love it if you would go to iTunes and leave a rating and review if you enjoyed this episode or other episodes of the show. And until the next time, happy franchising.